Welcome to the Presentation Boss Podcast. I'm Kate Norris. I'm Thomas Craft. And we're here to help you plan, design, and deliver your best presentation. It's happened. We're finally here. Welcome, bosses, to episode 100 of the Presentation Boss Podcast. Kate. Yep. This was my goal. I wanted to get to 100. And I have to admit, I'm a little bit surprised in a good way, that we have managed to do it. Oh, you're not wrong. Me too. I, I'm i a little bit oppressed at our like commitment and it feels momentous to reach the triple digits. It is momentous. I think it's an achievement. Certainly, I don't know if I've ever committed to something for a, like a hundred weeks straight. I don't think I've ever committed to a hundred of anything. <laughs> I think it's worth celebrating. I'm not very good at celebrating, but I think we should celebrate. And we are going to celebrate here in Brisbane. Now, we know we have listeners sort of all around Australia, all around the world, but we're in Brisbane and travel's hard. So (laughs) if you're in Brisbane and you are a listener and you would like to come out and celebrate, it'll be the evening of the 9th of April. Kate and I are going to go somewhere here in Brisbane for a drink and a little bit of a high five and we'll be inviting previous guests from the show to come and hang out and it should be a good little bit of fun. We're going to enjoy having done 100 episodes. And I think we'll pop details of exactly when and where, like the exact time, the exact place. It's like Brisbane. Friday afternoon. <laughs> You'll find us. <laughs> um, we'll pop details of that in the show notes, probably our website. And we might even drop a quick little episode after this just to um, like a one minute kind of thing, just yeah. to update you on the details, delete it after the date or something. <laughs> but do add into your calendar the evening of the 9th of April. Now, there's something that I want to say. I've not told you about this. But if our listeners don't know, I do very little towards this podcast other than basically turn up and record. Thomas basically runs this entire thing. He does all of the editing because he's too much of a perfectionist to hire someone to do it. He (laughs) just values the production quality of this podcast super highly. He organizes our guests most of the time. He makes sure that all of our guests have questions sent to them beforehand. He looks after the scheduling, the show notes. Basically, everything to do with this podcast is Thomas and... I think I tease you a little bit sometimes, but I do just want to say (laughs) that I am super appreciative because you have not missed uploading and scheduling one single week. In 100 weeks, you have not missed a beat. It's not even gone up late on a Wednesday. We've come very close, but yes. (laughs) Yeah. So I just want to say thank you because I do appreciate it and I want to publicly say thank you. Oh, thank you. And of course, thank you for, I don't know, turning up to record. No, I kid. Because <laughs> this, this was a joint decision. I know you pushed for it as well. These things wouldn't happen without support. There's no way I'd do this by myself. Hmm. So thank you, Kate, for also committing to the 100 episodes. I mean, you even pick the speech breakdowns. I don't even look at them. <laughs> <laughs> you <ever> watch them? <laughs> All right. Should we jump into uh, some actual content? Yep. And just for you, we've made episode 100, the big one, we've made it all about PowerPoint. Some really practical tips, some real kind of wow factor that you can add to your PowerPoints. So we've done 99 episodes on how to have effective presentations. We've talked about PowerPoint. Well, every time I want to talk about PowerPoint, we talk about PowerPoint. And this episode, if you want to get maximum value out of it, you're going to need to listen to it in front of a computer with PowerPoint installed. It's going to be a bit tricky, like in the car or jogging. Feel free to keep listening, but you'll want to jump. You want to jump in front of a computer to get full value out of it, because what we're doing is having a look at the PowerPoint features that add a little bit of magic to your presentations, the type of things your audience will see and go, huh, that's really cool. So this is simple stuff and you were showing me some of this stuff and I didn't know about it. Like I use PowerPoint quite regularly. I didn't know about it. 
But when you started showing me, I recognized some of the stuff that you do. I was like, oh, that's how you do it. That's, yeah, that's really cool. I'm not entirely a wizard. It's just features in PowerPoint that I know are there. Well, that's half the, that's half the battle. I'm like that with Excel. It's not about necessarily being great at doing things. It's about knowing what even exists. And you're right. When I make PowerPoints for clients and I send them a PowerPoint, they just go, oh, wow, that's really cool. That's going to look great in our presentation in front of an audience. And so I think if you listen to this episode and you implement some of the, I think we've got seven, mm-hmm. seven cheeky little features that PowerPoint will add magic to your presentation. If you implement them, it's just going to add a little bit of wow, a little bit of cool to your presentations without being distracting against all of the nice, effective simplicity. Yeah, that we've talked about for 99 episodes. Yeah. All right, let's get into it. All right, so the first cheeky tool is one that I think we've mentioned in passing on the show before, but it is the Microsoft designer tool. Now you may have noticed this as a kind of annoying pop-up when you drag a photo or an image into PowerPoint. It comes up on the right, it has the heading of design ideas, or you can access it in PowerPoint by clicking the design tab and then it's all the way over on the right called design ideas. But this is Microsoft's AI powered designer. So we're here looking at PowerPoint. I've just dumped a random photo off your desktop into PowerPoint, Kate, and designer has popped up with a few ideas. Oh yeah, that does give really cool ideas. So what designer does is it takes what you've put onto the slide, like literally just dragged and dropped in like images or text boxes. And the AI looks at how can it make this slide look better. It's just got like, it's put them in a circle with like a nice little frame or like jagged edge or like it looks like a title page. Yeah, and I find designers really good for making title pages. Mm. If you've got a hero image that you want to put onto a PowerPoint, but you don't want to have it just look like, you know, a square rectangle image dumped onto a white background, designer does a really good job of arranging the elements in a way that just kind of works. It's going to be very different to the templates and the defaults that PowerPoint gives you when you add a new slide. And so when designer pops up, you can just keep scrolling down and you click see more design ideas and it will just give you, well, loads of design ideas. Yeah, because half the problem with me is not necessarily the doing, it's coming up with the ideas. I don't have that kind of creative designer mind. So this is just so good for the ideas and you just click on it and it's done. Yeah, it's literally just done for you. And you probably wouldn't do every single slide like this, but those title slides that you have or the beginning of a section, that slide... This is a great place to start. And Designer has some wacky features in there that you kind of can't recreate particularly easily if you were starting from just a blank white slide. Yep. So Microsoft Designer gives you design ideas. Uh, It's right there under the design tab. Have a bit of a play with it. Drag and drop some images you've already got and see what it gives you. Right, the second feature we're going to talk about, I know caused quite a bit of excitement and activity in the sort of PowerPoint nerdery world when it was introduced a couple of years ago. And it's what we call Morph. So Morph is like an animation type transition between slides. To me, I think it's a really nice mix between just a straight cut between slides of like this image, this image, and... You know how people go crazy with like the spinning slides that are just way too crazy, way too like, I've found the animation button. This is the perfect in-between. What Morph does is it makes it very difficult to see that it's a PowerPoint because the slides blend into each other and it looks very, very smooth. It looks like you've got some serious like video skills. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. 
So morph is under the transitions tab. It's a way to move from one slide to the next where traditionally you might have a fade or a hard cut. This one's called morph. As you play around with it, you'll probably see that it can do some stuff that looks quite reminiscent of Prezi. So some stuff in Prezi that you can recreate in PowerPoint. And I think like this is some of the discussion we have like, oh, Prezi's so much better. Well, PowerPoint can actually do everything that Prezi can do plus more. So this is a massive like filling the gap of where Prezi used to be better. So if you want to have a play with Morph, jump into PowerPoint and on the first slide, just insert a circle or a square, whatever you want, insert a shape. You're going to copy and paste that slide and the shape that you just drew, I want you to move it to a different place on the slide and make it bigger. While you're on that second slide, go up to the transitions tab, click morph, and then start the slideshow. And see how morph gently, smoothly, well, morphs one slide into the next. You'll see that shape, move to position, change size and dimensions as required. And you can go back and forwards as well, They'll actually do it in reverse. And I think you'll agree, it just looks really cool, even for just a simple shape. Yeah. The extension to this that you showed me earlier, you did a circle morphing into a square. Looks really cool. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So you can imagine if you have elements on your slide, shapes, text boxes, images, whatever it is, and you need them to move around the slide, this is the way to do it. Having a little bit of a play around with morph, you no longer have to deal with if you ever um, sort of got suckered into using like motion paths and fades and stuff, really hard. Morph just does it in one click and it looks brilliant. I know we used it for you just recently, Kate. No, we didn't. I did a bar chart and I wanted to move all the bars around and I did like seven different motion paths <laughs> and I showed you and you were like, oh, you should have just used Morph. It'll do it all immediately. And it would have saved me like 20 minutes. I did it in like three clicks. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I think I did it faster. And it did look better. Yeah. Honestly, Morph feels like, it actually feels like a hack. It feels like a little bit of a cheat because it does brilliant stuff in one click. Yeah. So I would encourage you, you know, if you've got stuff that you need to grow or move around a slide, Play with the morph. You know, you're going to create two or more slides that morph into each other. Simple. This is definitely something to go in and just have a little bit of a play around with. It'll be good fun. Totally. All right. So the next five cheeky little wizard tools are all in the same place. Let's talk about the first one. Under the insert tab, the seventh icon from the left or thereabouts is icons. This is very deceptive. It's a deceptive little bugger, yes. <laughs> because I use icons frequently for icons. It, as you'd expect, yes. And then you just showed me for this episode all of this other stuff under there. And I was like, oh my God, why didn't I know about this stuff? <laughs> so let's, let's do what it says on the tin and look at icons first. Yeah. So click on icons and it's going to bring up, funnily enough, icons. Now, icons can be super handy to use in presentations for any of dozens of reasons. And once upon a time, I used to go on the internet and there was a few websites I'd go to, try and find you know generic icons that were royalty free and you save them down and insert a little bit of board already. And also, they were only ever black and white. You couldn't change the color. Yeah, exactly. So in here, in PowerPoint, that you can use to your little heart's content is icons. Now you've got a search, you can do a search if you're looking for specific things. The other day I was looking for an icon that was the map of Australia, so I just typed in Australia and I had a couple of options come up. Oh cool. Brilliant. Or it's got all of these categories that you can just go to. So we're looking now, we've got sports, we've got technology, we've got people, travel, food and drinks, and there's more categories if we clicked across. And there's some really cool stuff in here. Like we're not in a particular category, but if you're just scrolling down, there's hundreds. There's a kayak, there's a camel. There's a chameleon here. Look at him. Oh, cool. 
like clipboards, shells, oh, hundreds, hundreds. I reckon just about anything you search for. Oh, there's little people dancing. It's almost like emojis. You know how there's like hundreds and hundreds of emojis, but these are all black and white line drawings. There's bold ones, thin ones. They're just cleaner than emojis. And there's some really professional stuff in here. It's not all chameleons and whatever. Yeah, yeah. So obviously professional stuff. But what icons can do is add a little bit of creativity as well. So, you know, you might be able to find some icons in here that are relevant to what you're talking about, but it may be... There's a dragon. There is a dragon, yes. Sorry. Sorry, keep going. <laughs> but you might be able to find an icon that's very adjacent to what you're about to speak about, but it's otherwise a little bit quirky, a little bit unique, adds a little bit of personality. So, for instance, I'm here looking, there's a duck. So you might be talking about getting something in your business in order. You could use a duck and talk about maybe getting your ducks in a row. Oh, you'd use five ducks. You could use five ducks, yes. <laughs> so to use this, you can, we're going to click the duck. And what icon do you want to see, Kate? Oh, let's go some fireworks. Fireworks, yep. And there's also, uh, there's a, here's an icon of a person. Cool. So you literally click on all of the ones you want and then the insert button. And you wait for a moment. Bam, there they are. And there they are. So you can click and drag, resize those to your heart's content. And you can change them to any color you would like. Yeah. So your corporate colors, black, white, red, whatever color you want to use. Free to use icons right there, simple, inside of PowerPoint. Go have a look at them. Hundreds up. All right, what do we got next? All right, back into insert icons. Now, we're no longer looking at icons, but in the pop-up window is... Images. Let's look at images. So we're looking at the very, very top here, yeah. which I've never looked at. I just thought icons meant icons. Yeah, I feel like Microsoft need to expand their vocabulary for yeah. the icons uh, button. It's just, this is all stock stuff that you can add into your presentations. So let's have a look at images. Now, it can be a right bugger to find royalty-free, appropriate images to use in presentations. I have a list of websites that I used to use. Go and search for stock imagery and use. Sometimes businesses have their own stock imagery that you can use, but you, you run out. Right here, again, in Microsoft, royalty-free, use it to your heart's content, is stock imagery. And again, we have a search bar and we also have a whole bunch of categories if you don't really know what you're searching for. I'm so bad at looking for photos. I always just go to Google Images and then the oh, ones no. I find like have a watermark on them or they're really low quality. So then when you make them big, they just go all grainy. I'm terrible at looking for And you for usually images. have to pay for stuff you find on Google because it's not royalty free. I can't believe I didn't know this existed. This is brilliant. Let's do a really quick search. Let's uh, meeting, right? We're going to search for... There you go. Oh, hundreds of people sitting in meetings, people looking at... That's still loading. People still having loading. coffee meetings. Got people drawing on whiteboards here. There's a hard hat meeting on a construction site. Handshakes. Looks like some workshops. Oh, the stock imagery, just good. I think my understanding is that this is where Google Slides shines with the stock images. But again, you can do it in PowerPoint. I didn't know you could do it in PowerPoint. Again, something that we think another program's better at. It's not. And let's, let's, I'm going to blow your mind here, Kate. Here's, uh, we're going to use this one. There's some people looking at a screen, some sort of meeting. Mm -hmm. Again, going to select it. You can select as many as you want. I'm doing one and click insert and look what pops up. It's going to be designer, isn't it? Let's see. Oh, designer pops up. <laughs> we've got, now we've got, now we've got our meeting photo combined with the duck, <laughs> <laughs> but it's taken what's on the slide and looking for ways to arrange it. Yeah. Cool as. I know that you say you can add more than one, but I would recommend to people who aren't in PowerPoint and know like how to use it as well as you can, just do one thing at a time. Yeah, you're right. 
jump into the stock. I mean, do some searches, see what type of photos are available. If you like one, pop it onto your slide, see how it looks and have a little bit of a play around with it. Hmm. Yeah. All right, we're doing it again. Insert tab icons. And we're going to look at one of my favorite features that I think is like totally this sneaky little like life hack of what PowerPoint now includes. Is this new? Is this a new feature? Yeah, it's relatively new. I couldn't put a date on it, but I'm loving it. So insert icons. The window pops up. Click on cut out people. Yep. I love this. You only showed me this last week. I've already used it like three times. (laughs) So what we're looking at here is a library of, I mean, as it says, cut out people. So we have stock imagery of people, and there is a huge variety of types of people. We got kids, adults, elderly, there's folks sitting down, folks in wheelchairs. We got all sorts of um, different cultures, dress, gestures, positions. So they're basically all showing different emotions. So what I did the other day was search for angry, and it comes up with like 50 different angry people. (laughs) So even like if you're making... I don't know, a HR slideshow and talking about dealing with difficult people, say, that might be what you use. And you don't have to just go and find like a thing off Google searches and then you've got an entire big square photo with like a background. This is just the person with no background. And that is the strength of the cutout people. There is no background. It's just, a com- it's completely transparent. It is just a cutout of the person, which means you can drop these images into a plain background, into a stock image. You can like use them as icons or dot points. Like you can do some really cool stuff with these cutout people. And I'm just looking, there's a couple where people are holding up blank whiteboards and like blank placards and stuff. So you could put your own text as like they're holding up a big sign. Yeah, I've used these for like some silhouettes and some sort of fancy stuff as well. You can get quite tricky with what you can do with the cutout people. But uh, here, here, this this lovely lady is holding up a sign. We're going to insert her, okay? Mm-hmm. Again, click the one you want and then click insert and it's going to appear onto your slide. And from there, you can resize it, crop it, move it to where you want. Or because she's holding up a whiteboard, we could put we could put our little presentation boss logo on there. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Oh, cutout people are cool. Yeah, look, if you're going to ask me where can I use cutout people, I'd say, I don't know, wherever is appropriate. But I think it's one of those things that is brilliant to know exists in PowerPoint. It can be a time saver when you're looking for this type of thing. You know, sometimes you just want a happy looking person on your slide. You can find a happy looking person. Yeah. Like I said, this is one of my favorite features in PowerPoint at the moment. I've been using it. You've been using it nonstop. You're out of control. (laughs) (laughs) Go and have a play with the cutout people and see if you can, uh, and see if you have a use in your next presentations for them. Number six is a little feature that PowerPoint has that is a bit of a copy from the Canva world. One of the things I love about Canva is it has some sort of non-standard shapes, it has some sort of weird jaggedy things and all sorts of patterns and stuff that you can use that PowerPoint for a long time didn't have. And PowerPoint still doesn't have this under their normal insert shape tab, but we go insert icons again. It's not, oh, that tab, <laughs> that little button, honestly. In icons. Um, so we've looked at images, icons, cut out people. We're going to skip over to looking at illustrations. Now we click on illustrations and Kate, how would you describe what we're looking at? I would describe this as it's almost like clip art, but good. <laughs> it's like, does um, that make sense? Like it's, I, I would describe this as flat vector images. It's like cartoon images of yeah. things. Yeah. It looks like Canva. 
Yeah, so we've got here, I mean, this is a, literally the immediate default page. We have like this cartoon version of, we've got a keyboard, a planet, that's a, a bunch of roses. We've got some sort of chemistry set up here, books, trees, if we scroll a little bit, school bus, art supplies, stationery, more oh. science stuff over here. Oh, there's a dinosaur. So these already can be useful additions to slides, maybe as adornments on title slides or as a little bit of a decoration on slides throughout. Now, where it kind of does the Canva thing, and this is an extra little hack. In the search bar, you're going to type the word pattern. And what do we get, Kate? Again, I'm going to say Canva. <laughs> yeah, you've got, we've got like the wacky shapes. There's a brush stroke thing, some sort of... That shape there is technically called a blob. It's not a circle, but it's sort of blobby shape. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> that's actually called a blob. Some of those unusual shapes that you can get in Canva are hidden here. Yeah, these would make really lovely like additions to like a template. I could see, mm. you know, we've got a collection of like dots, just multi-shape dots. Um, if you put that, you know, in the corner of all your template would really tie everything together, would make it look very congruent. Yeah, I think these are kind of cool. Just little adornments that can go in the corner or the side of slides. As Canva Slides has been doing for a very long time, we can now start to recreate that right here in PowerPoint. So I'm going to go with that one. It's a collection of blobs. And again, we can resize it. We can recolor the feature colors in these illustrations. And another one of those things that for a few extra clicks is going to add a little bit of magic and make your PowerPoint just look kind of cool to your audience. Definitely. Get on in there to the insert tab, click on icons and have a look at the stuff in there. I'm going to call it best button in the program. Ooh, bold, bold. <laughs> <laughs> look, yeah, there's some cool stuff in there. Go in there, have a play around with some of the stock things that you can insert into your slides. They're the four options I like the best and I think can make a big difference to your next presentation. In a few clicks. All right, the final one, Kate. Right next to the icons button, we're gonna go insert 3D models. Now you'll notice PowerPoint has the option here of inserting your own 3D models. Maybe you have access to 3D models from your business or whatever it is that you're doing. They also have, unbelievably, Kate, a library of 3D stock models, images, whatever you wanna call them. So we're going to open up the stock library and, well, I mean, what do you see, Kate? Uh, we've got a whole heap of categories here. We don't just have the things like the other button. We've got categories. So let's click on animals. Go to animals. <laughs> oh, dinosaurs. No, animals. Do it. Do animals. Okay. <laughs> so 3D models are, again, somewhat new to PowerPoint. And I think they are exactly what they sound like, which is instead of having a flat photo of an object, you have a 3D model that on screen you can manipulate, you can rotate it, move it around, zoom it. How else do you describe a 3D model, honestly? It's 3D. Yeah, but on a 2D That's surface. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so we've opened animals. What's your, what animals got you? It's dinosaurs oh. in the animals. That's good. Oh, I can't go past the shark. Give me a shark. All right, so we've got the stock shark. I don't know what presentations you're giving, by the way. I know, I've picked up dragon, dinosaur, shark. <laughs> <laughs> and a woman holding a whiteboard. Yeah. All right, so here's the shark. I'm going to insert him. can take a few seconds to load. Here he is. And if you've chosen a shark as well, it's a front-on view of a shark, but it's got like a weird little symbol in the middle. If you click and drag that around, you will see that you're able to move the shark through, you know, every dimension possible. It's 3D. That's really cool. That looks really cool. Does he move? 
Yeah, so when you click the 3D model, you've now got the 3D model tab open. Now there's a fair bit of stuff you can do in here. It's got some, some default views of the 3D model. You can pan and zoom so you can sort of crop this model a little bit. So if you just want to zoom in on, I don't know, his gills or his eye or something, you can do that. Mm -hmm. Now the special thing about this particular shark and when you're inserting your 3D model, some of them have a little icon in the bottom left and it looks like a running man. That means it's an animated model. So we've got an animated shark here. So because we have an animated shark here, you will see under this 3D model tab is the option for scenes. And it's got scene one, two, three, it might have more or less. You can choose those, so let's do number one, hey Kate? Okay. Let's click it and see what happens. Oh, he's swimming! <laughs> it like animates him swimming. That's so cool! And we can like move, we can, you know, pan, zoom, rotate him as he's swimming around. What does number two do? Do number two. All right, number two, link. He's swimming in a circle. He's not just moving on the spot. That, yeah. oh, that would look bloody cool in a presentation. I mean, it would look really cool in a shark presentation, oh, yes. <laughs> right. I don't have any need to use a shark in a presentation right this minute. I need to, I need to make this happen. You need a shark presentation, Kate. Oh, I do. All right, once you've seen yeah, three, yeah. here we go. Oh, he's biting! <laughs> <laughs> he's got his chompy on. <laughs> this is amazing. Holy dooly, if we had this... Imagine having this in like your primary school biology class or whatever. Oh, kids would go nuts. Yeah, yeah. And kind of like I am. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So uh, 3D models, I think, are good fun because mainly you, mean you can make make a shark or a dinosaur do chompy things. I spoke too soon. I said the icons button was the coolest. This oh, is the change coolest. The, change the answer. <laughs> this is so cool. Holy dooly. So, I mean, if we go back in there, let's say... Um, right, all right. So, like, if we jump back into the uh, 3D models library, we've got, uh, let's say, medical. Maybe that's a little bit more professional than um, you can see here, Kate. We've got... Oh, the heart looks cool. Do the heart. Heart's another animated one. So those that aren't animated, they just don't have a movement associated with them. You can still, you know, rotate them and um, and do all sorts of things like that with them. But all right, let's insert the heart. We're at a medical conference, are we? Okay, so now we're looking at a 3D model, like a cutaway of a heart. Like it's not like real life. It's been drawn. Hmm. But that's okay. It's very clear what it is, a model of. All right, all make, right, it, make it move. The animation. Oh, there it's beating. Yeah, beating that's cool. Hot. Yeah, yeah. So you can imagine that like on a slide somewhere if you're talking about, you know, the relevant thing could be super useful for your presentations using 3D models like that. So, so PowerPoint obviously has the capability for 3D models now. If you have 3D models in your business, like my sister does interior design, loads of 3D models. If you're giving a presentation, you want to have, you know, a house rotating so people can see it on the presentation, perhaps there's an option. This would be good for any product that you have. If you take a 3D uh, photograph and then you're able to spin that product. Yeah. I'm not going to lie. I haven't had a really good use personally for 3D models, but I have seen them used and used really well. And it is a cool element to have on the right presentation. Yeah. So we promised if you've listened to 99 episodes, you've got your PowerPoints really sorted and effective and you're loving how they look. This is how you add a little bit of wow, a little bit of magic to your presentations using the little secret ninja tools that are hidden in PowerPoint. So we had a look at Morph, how to smoothly do a transition thing between slides. It doesn't look like changing between slides. We had the Microsoft Designer, the AI-powered uh, ideas generator for slide design. There was the four things in the icons button, one of which is icons, but also stock images, the cutout people, and the illustrations. And of course, the chompy shark, Kate. 3D models, the coolest one yet. <laughs> <laughs> 
So if you've been listening to this not in front of your computer, I recommend give it another listen in front of PowerPoint. Have a play around with these things. See if any of them work for you. See if you like them. And I would encourage jump in and have a play. I mean, what's the worst that happened? You don't use them, right? Oh, even I've learned so much from this. Like even hanging around you for how many years looking at you do PowerPoint. There's so much. If you don't know it's there, you don't know it's there. And I just think I've just learned some really cool things today. Now you know my secrets, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) So a little reminder, if you'd like to come and celebrate 100 episodes, share a drink, meet some of our previous guests, I don't know, discuss your favourite learnings from the podcast. It will be three models. (laughs) Come and discuss chomping sharks with us. Put in your calendar. It'll be the evening of the 9th of April, somewhere in Brisbane. Details will follow. Keep an eye on the show notes here or your podcast feed and we'll let you know as soon as we've got details finalised. So that's 100 episodes done. Wow. And of course, 100 episodes was our goal. We've gotten there and we are going to be taking a break from creating the show. Not forever. Don't don't be sad. But we are just going to be taking a break. Turns out the weekly schedule gets quite... um, Grueling. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) So we'll take a couple of weeks, couple of months off, but we will be back definitely this year. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. Thank you so much to all of our regular listeners who've been with us from the start or you've picked us up halfway through. We love knowing that out there you're listening to us, implementing changes and giving the best presentation you can. We'll be back in your ears with episode 101 a little bit later. Thanks for listening to today's show. Head to presentationboss.com.au slash podcast where you'll find the show notes for this episode, all other episodes and other free resources. If you have any other topics you'd like us to discuss, email us at podcast at presentationboss.com.au. We're always happy to hear your suggestions for future episodes. Most importantly, we rely on you to share the information in this podcast. If you found value in today's episode, please recommend us to a friend or we'd love for you to give us a review on iTunes. It helps more people find us. Have a great week. The rule is you're not allowed to use that sound unless you actually transition into a new segment. That's my rule when I like do that. I don't just do that in the middle of something. See, now it's going to look like there's a section. But the whole section gets cut out, so it's fine. Okay. I'm sorry, who edits this? Should be me. No, I take that back. (laughs) I don't want to do it.